0: Hello again. We are Chris Lee, Max Barr, Blake Lovell of Southeastern 14. We're here to preview SEC basketball action for Wednesday, February the 21st. There are four games. We have already previewed Florida and Alabama in another video. Right now, we are about to preview, and we will do these in order that they are listed on the SEC website, which is roughly in order of tip off Georgia at Vanderbilt, Kentucky, at LSU, Ole Miss, at Mississippi State. Before we get into that, a reminder that this channel and this video brought to you by BetOnline, which continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform Anytime from your desktop or mobile devices, head to BetOnline today. Become part of the team. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, the game starts here. All right, we'll start in Nashville. where Vanderbilt at 730 Central. We'll host Georgia. You can catch that on the SEC Network. Max, don't have lines as we speak, but what are you seeing on Bart Torvik, Ken Palm, to, to
1: maybe give us an idea of what the line would look like, and where do you think that will settle? This one is going to be a tighter line than I think I expected originally. The computers have this right around five and a half. This is going to be about a two possession spread here. Maybe it gets out to three. But, yeah, this is this is just going to be a basket or two here on the spread. All right,
0: let, let's start with analysis. Uh, I think the place to set the table is these are two teams desperately – Desperately in need of wins. I have been on, the. I think, Georgia's NIT kind of good bandwagon for a while. However, uh, the Bulldogs have now lost six in a row. Now, having said that, all those games that they lost are against teams that I think are going to be either in the NCAA tournament or on the road. Uh, I think, in fact, I would say five of those six losses came against teams that are going to make the tournament. The one that wasn't was a road loss to Arkansas. And then you got Vanderbilt, boys and girls. Uh, I, I don't even know where to start. That, that fan base is beyond ticked off at Jerry Stackhouse. He is going to get booed in introductions by, by the fans of there that That won't be a lot. Um, there are rumors flying about his dismissal, which I don't necessarily buy for a number of reasons we won't get into. But it, it is a team in Georgia going on the road that desperately needs a win. Against a Vanderbilt team that that is not only bad, uh, it, its fan base is now in a lot of ways actively rooting against it to lose because it wants a coaching change that badly. Uh th- this is not a pretty spot for either team. Max, I'll I'll let you start with the with the basketball related stuff.
1: I mean, that's you said it perfectly. This is just is not a pretty game. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a gross kind of game, and but those are the games I love. I'll be watching this game guaranteed. Um, Looking at the, looking at the matchups and looking at the uh, like the individual matchups, not the analytics. This is going to, this is these teams match up pretty well because I like how Vanderbilt recently has been playing Evan Taylor at the four a lot. And he's really been shooting the ball. Well, Um, I looked at the numbers over the past month uh, and Evan Taylor's shooting over 40% from three lately. He's really found his stroke. So, they can match up with that small ball look that Georgia likes to run with Jabri Rahim at the four. Um, so it, you'll get two, two kind of small ball looks and we might actually see a little bit more efficient offense than you would expect when these two teams play, um, especially, and then you have the, the matchup at the five also with those guys playing well. We saw Van Allen Lubin have a great game the other week. Uh, and we've seen throughout the year, uh, Russell Chewa can have some good games. So I like the matchups. I like the individual matchups. Um, I think it might actually come down to just being a free throw game, though, because this is a Georgia team that gets to the line a ton, um, and this is a Vanderbilt defense that doesn't put teams on the line that much. So when you're looking at the road team, Georgia's going to try to get to the line and, and be aggressive and get downhill with those those guards that they all rotate. Um, and if if Vanderbilt can defend without following um, – they might be able to attack this Georgia defense when it's not set, and and we actually have a really good game here. I don't really see a big advantage for either side. Uh, you seen anything special, Blake?
2: No, I don't think there is a big advantage for for either team here. I think it's um, yeah, a test of of wills here. Yeah, um, and who just who's going to find a way to grit it out and win one? Um, because you know, like you said, Georgia's on a six-game losing streak and. Vanderbilt is just coming off of a, a thrashing at Tennessee, and um, yeah, there's just no, I would say there's no consistency with these two teams, but don't, that's probably not true. There's actually consistency with Georgia. It's just yeah, the wrong kind. The consistent theme has just been that they've just come up short time and time again here over the past several weeks, um, you know, and even the games they've won, right? beat LSU by two, beat South Carolina by four on the road, which obviously looks a lot better than it did back on maybe January 16th, but uh, it looked pretty good then though. Uh, Yeah. So it's just Georgia plays a lot of close games. And I think that's where I would fully expect this to be a close game because pretty much, I mean, what game have they played? That's not been close. Like the Mississippi state game was ugly 75 62, but it was still, you know, it's, it's still kind of a close game. It was for a little bit there. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Um I just think that's your your best bet here is to expect it to be a close game and we'll we'll make our picks, I guess. I yeah, this is just this is one of those games where two teams that desperately need a win. All right, picks. I'll I'll start. My my pick is Georgia. I think Georgia's the better
0: team. I think it's more balanced, I think it's deeper, I think it's got more to play for. Now having said that. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt just got throttled at Tennessee was down 40 on the road was never in that game uh the the, the vibe around the program is beyond bad. now ha- having said that, l- let's go back a week or two ago. they just beat Texas A&M at home <laughs> Well I mean, I, I'm getting there I'm getting there okay <laughs> the they they lost to Kentucky a Kentucky team that wasn't playing well never in the game went and lost to South Carolina with the halftime lead got blown out in the second half and then pulled one out against AM. So there is history. Ezra Magnone, uh is a guy that can carry you to a win. Sometimes Tyron Lawrence can do that too. There is there is a path there. I, I just don't like the vibes around Vanderbilt. I, I don't know that that's a team that's going to go out and play to save its coach's job. Georgia's still got some postseason aspirations. Maybe that's NIT. I, I think they're better. I think they've got more to play for. That's where I'll go.
1: All right. Well, that kind of makes my decision a little bit easier. Um, you know, there's just something about a team that's unexplainable. But when they get throttled, even if the fan base wants the coach gone, even if the players want the coach gone, there's just something about a team after they get throttled, they come back and they just they make a few shots in the beginning and they they play a different game. We've seen Listen, is, is Georgia better than Texas a and I don't think so. Um, and Vandy just beat Texas A&M. So also to back Blake into a corner, I'm going to take Vandy here at home. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I thought nice. you were going to do the other thing. and pick no, no, no. to into- Yeah,
0: okay. Because that would have gave and Blake
1: that- an easy out. Easy
0: out no, he now. he that's, that's now you. now you're the guy playing chess over here. I like this. I didn't I didn't see it coming from that angle, but you have you have sized this up well.
2: Well, let's forget chess, checkers, and anything else you want to play here regarding board <laughs> games, because Georgia has won at Memorial Gym twice since 2006. Chris just said the program is in the dumps. It's just everybody's in a bad mood. Whatever, but all I know is they just beat Texas A and M at Memorial Gym. Texas A&M, as Max has said, is a better team than Georgia. There is something about a team just losing so many close games that when you find yourself in another close game, do you find a way to win or do you find a way to lose? And I just feel like Georgia is kind of stuck in that mode where they are just like, we have got to win one of these games, but it's just, can they find a way, right? The, I said last week, or I don't even remember when, maybe it was the Saturday reaction video, whatever. I said this one worried me. For Georgia, I just think it's a bad setup unless Vanderbilt is just completely done after that Tennessee game. They've gotten throttled, I mean, multiple times this year, but yet they've bounced back in multiple different occasions now over the past couple weeks and found ways to beat teams at home. Georgia is a team that I said will just perennially keep it close. Like, I just don't think they're good enough offensively to completely pull away from anybody. Their defense has slipped a little bit. I don't think Vanderbilt's a great offensive team, so I pick a Vanderbilt in this one. I just I, I, I said it wow. back in like January. They're gonna find a way to get three or four SEC wins. It's gonna seem like it's not gonna happen, but they're gonna find a way. And so I yeah I I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about either one of these teams right now. But
1: does this history the first tells me time that... we've
2: had multiple people pick Vanderbilt, or did we do that against Missouri?
1: I I don't remember. I don't remember. This might be the first, first time. Games.
0: I don't remember. Uh,
2: yeah. I think, there's
0: a I there's know. a path to chaos for Vanderbilt here. I don't, I don't know that we want to get into the weeds on that today. No, we don't. We're we gonna so move on. We'll move on, on to the next maybe game.
2: maybe we'll we save that for ten our minutes on this game. Next game. Week. No way. We spent ten minutes on this game. On to the next one. We <laughs> we're the only people in the universe that would would do that. All right.
0: Next up, what have we got? Next up, same time. No, I'm sorry, 30 minutes later. Kentucky visits LSU on ESPN. Is that nine eastern? Yep. That is nine eastern. Um this one is really interesting, guys, because oh, Kentucky, just when you thought the cats couldn't play any defense, have defended a level nowhere near what we've seen. LSU, just when you thought that that maybe that team was headed in in one direction. Um it pulls the second of, of a couple of what they've had now two road stunners. Now, Max, am I, I'm trying to find LSU on Ken Palm and, and, and kind of having to stall until I do. Okay. This was their yeah, second
1: they, road win. Um, opposed to the, they won the first sec game by, by 15 at A&M. At A&M, and then this was their second road win.
0: Yeah, and, and I guess this is a better way to set up. We we thought we talk about bounce back spot. South Carolina just getting obliterated at Auburn seemed like the perfect bounce back spot for the Gamecocks. And when they led, what sixteen or seventeen points, out of nowhere, who comes LSU to win the game in in the final seconds? Um, so yeah, LSU point is that LSU's got got a history of making things interesting in spots where you don't see it coming. Uh, it, it is at home. Uh, so let's let's talk. Uh, Kentucky, I presume, is gonna be favorite. What are you seeing on Ken Palm and Bart Torvik?
1: I think it's gonna be one of those spreads of about four and a half where it's that ranked team on the road at an unranked team, and you have that system in play and and it's maybe a two possession spread that can get a little bit sneaky. Um it's it's gonna be a tight spread. All right, let, let's start with it. Um what do you see in this game of interest? I'll start with you Max. So, it's it's tough because I like to look at it from a betting angle uh, initially. And and that is usually like you said letdown spots or bounce back spots or or whatever it may be. And now when normally when you would have a double digit win on the road at Auburn you do something that no one has done all year, you would think letdown spot. That's what you would you would you would be led to believe but I kind of think it's more of this defense turning a little bit of a corner and and the I mean 33 minutes from a dude the he's really starting to to play some of his best basketball and add to that physicality um I don't know I, I, I I'm not buying this as much of a a, a big emotional letdown spot I kind of think this is a young team that went through a, a really tough late January, early February and kind of turn the, turn the corner a little bit with two really nice wins. So I'm not buying that, that whole letdown spot. I know some people might, um, but Mm -hmm. okay. All right. There's, there's a little, I'm not buying it. Some people might be buying it. It's a tough economy out there. Um, but what I will say is if you're looking for a path to victory for LSU, uh, I mean, hey, we've seen what this offense can do in spurts, especially at home. They can shoot the lights out. They shoot a very good ball from three, and this is a Kentucky defense that while they maybe have looked better in the past two games, we've seen them throughout the course of the year just you know, kind of lay some eggs, uh, especially on the road. So there's paths for both teams. It's going to be a tight two-possession spread. Um, you kind of got to just find what you like and run with it with this game because there's stuff on both sides.
2: You know, we don't do a lot of things well here. There's a marketing tool that we can use for years to come. (laughs) But we've done a great job of identifying the letdown spots this season. That is something we've done a pretty good job of, I think. I agree that I don't think this is necessarily a full letdown spot, but, boy. You think there's something? You're talking about an LSU team that just came off of a triumphant victory at South Carolina has played some pretty good basketball, despite losing in some of these games. Uh, the Florida game, like I said, they lose by two there. We said Florida's been as good as anybody over the past month. Um, you know, Alabama's just, Alabama just a bad matchup, seemingly for LSU. They have 109 each time to them. But I told well, you, wait, I just... I, go ahead. Just to interrupt you real
1: quick, LSU was beating
2: Alabama with, with 10 right. minutes left in the second half. They looked really good at, like for a good portion of that game against Alabama, right? But then... They just got alabama Um yeah. And so, yeah, like it's – this is an interesting game because I, I think, as I've, I've said before, I think LSU is, you know, maybe the best 13-12 and 12 team in the country. Like I, I think they're just – they're better than the record indicates um, because they've had – other guys have stepped up around – like you talked about Ward, right? I mean, he's someone we've been talking about for a couple weeks now. Um, you know, Jordan Wright, gamer. Like I would say, he's just a guy who steps up. Will Baker, we know is, you know, that's a guy that didn't have a great game against South Carolina, but that's the thing, right? They still won. Like you didn't have a great game, really. Uh, so, but he had what five straight games there where he scored twelve or more points, and so, you know, they've got some size, which you're going to need a little bit of that to match up with Kentucky. And so, yeah, I think this is this is interesting because I think there's a lot of people who would think that all right, Kentucky's going to be the big favorite here. They're not. This could be, like you said, a couple-possession-type game. Uh, and so this one has my interest. I'm intrigued by this game. Max, is Trey Mitchell available for this game? We
0: completely forgot to check that one at the, at the, and mention that as a potential angle at the start of the preview here.
1: My knowledge on the Trey Mitchell injury is just about as blurry as my screen is right now. <laughs> at least you're not invisible. I don't know what it my camera sometimes just loses focus. And so do I with the injury. Sometimes
2: update. loses focus. We will get to that <laughs> in the picks, perhaps. Oh goodness
1: gracious. Um, uh. I, no, I, I did look it up this morning and it, and I, all I can see is day to day. There's, I can't, I can't get a Cal is real pretty much for the entire season with Wagner, with Thierro, with Mitchell, every single injury Kentucky has had has been day to day. So I,
2: I don't have a definitive answer if he's going to play or not. I find it hard to believe. I'm not a not a doctor. Didn't stay at a Holiday Inn. I just – I find it hard to believe because he didn't practice on Sunday, I think. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Even if he does play, I, I think it's safe to say he's not going to be 100%. So. All right. There
0: is an angle. An angle here. And honest to God, I was leaning LSU before we started this. <laughs> But,
2: but, guys, the lack who's, 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 focus?
0: but the lack of focus got to me. It's, seeing seeing Blurry Max has just Listen, messed with my mind. What, Max, what is going on here? Max, on
2: Saturday, I wasn't even on the screen. So you at least are there. It's just like you're back in like the VCR days right now. This is unreal. We're watching Max on – like he was recorded <laughs> on SP. And, yeah, so, I mean, the, the I tapes run what, out or something. I don't know what this thing <laughs> Jeez, right, what a mess! Go ahead and pick LSU, Chris, so we can make our. Who,
0: who is who has been the key to Kentucky's recent success? I mean, it's got to be. It on has been Uganda Onyenso, Ugana? who has been who has been playing more without Mitchell on the floor. And what has happened, gentlemen? They have started to defend. I'm looking at the games that Onyenso has played the most in this year. 36 minutes, season high. They beat Auburn by 11 on the road. 24 minutes. The game before that, they handle Ole Miss pretty handily at home. Plays 19 minutes against Gonzaga. They win. Played 15 against Fandy. They win. But they were going to win with Max playing the post. Um, you, you go back a few more games. They did lose Jeez. to Florida when he played 33 minutes. Taking so many shots at Fandy right now. <laughs> it's, it's bad boys Calm down, man. Uh, Jeez. Oh. Goodness. Uh, Okay, plays 33 minutes, they lose to Florida, but they lose that one in overtime. Uh, played 31 minutes, they lose that one to A&M, but that's all. My point is they're, they're a better team with him on the floor. It it does feel a bit like a spot where LSU could pull the upset. Jordan Wright has had some really good games against Kentucky before, and, and Will Baker's been playing well. But I, I feel like, sometimes I I make my picks on what's going to make me feel like a dummy if I'm wrong. And I'm going to feel like if they go down to LSU and then blocks a dozen shots and they win this game by, by 10, 15 points, I'm going to feel like an idiot for not having seen it. So I'm going to pick Kentucky for that reason.
1: Max. Okay. I, I understand that logic completely. And I'm going with a similar type of non-conventional logic here. So I like this LSU team a lot. I've been raving about Tyrell Ward. I really think he's he's gonna if he stays, if he doesn't transfer out. I think he's gonna be a great player next year for LSU. At he's six six, lengthy. He has a really nice shot. But anyways, they the two straight home games this week for LSU. Huge opportunity, right? Kentucky tomorrow, and then uh, Mississippi State on Saturday. Now, I would say they win one of those. Okay, I think they I think they lose one, win one. And I think both are going to be close. I don't think they'll get blown out in either. The spread is probably going to be two possessions or less for both of them. So I think they grab one. I don't think they grab both. And I'll put my imaginary money on them to grab that game on Saturday against Mississippi State. I think I think it's going to be a close game. They definitely have a chance at winning this one. I could be completely wrong here. They're playing well. But I'll just take my chance on, on grabbing them at, against Mississippi State uh, rather than Kentucky here
2: hmm so kentucky fans you are in an interesting spot here (laughs) where we think this could be a couple possession spread i said i listen i think i even said i was all in on the lsu tigers 13 and 12 here after the south carolina win um kind of bold to to maybe go that far with it but i i said i think this team is better than people give them credit for uh they have had some close games uh, in an SEC play where a couple bounces go their way. Maybe they're seven and five instead of five and seven. We're having a different discussion. Um but they're at home here and like we said, boy, they, they had a really good stretch of play against Alabama at home. Um, you know, they just won on the road at South Carolina. And so they've they've done some good things. Uh unfortunately, kind of like Max's camera, I think at times there is a a lack of focus against a team like Kentucky. And the Alabama game, I think, was an example of if you get a red-hot scoring team that just gets going, like can LSU find a way to stop them, right? Mm. Um, Because, I mean, there's been just similar scenarios, right? Because remember, Florida's up 20. Think about this. Florida's up 20 against LSU. They have 60 points with 15 minutes left in the second half. So Florida put up a ton of points there, right? And so Kentucky, I think, offensively is good enough to where – like Chris said, maybe Onyenso block. I don't think Onyenso necessarily maybe gets as many blocks because I think LSU may rely on the three a little bit more in this game. Um, but I know the Southeastern 14 kiss of death is in play here. But as much as I want to pick the LSU Tigers, just because I, I think that they're better than people give them credit for, and I think that they can win this game uh, because I I just do. I I think I said for a couple weeks they're going to play the spoiler down the stretch here. They played it at South Carolina. They could do it against Kentucky, Mississippi State. Like Max said, they could do it there. I mean, they are gonna have a chance. We I, let's just play a hypothetical, right? They win this game. There's a decent chance LSU's gonna win out. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's wild to to think, but it is certainly a possibility. Uh, given their last three games are Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Missouri, and they've got very winnable games against Mississippi State and Georgia in there after that. So, yeah, I mean. This should be a good game. I fully expect it to be a good game. There's something else I want to quickly point out, the history between these two teams. Here's something to think about. 2023, or actually, hold on a second. 2022, LSU won 65-60. These are all in Baton Rouge, the finals I'm giving you. 2020, Kentucky won 79-76. Uh, 2018, Kentucky won 74-71. 2016, LSU won by 18 in Baton Rouge. 2015, when Kentucky was number one, remember, they won by two in Baton Rouge that season. Um, all these games, in, in terms of Kentucky winning over the past decade, basically, they've all been close. And so, yeah, I mean, I I, I would expect that to be the case here, but I'm going to pick the Cats because I do think Max said something. Maybe there is something that they've just turned a corner here. And I'm going to bank that that's the case, but... Don't don't overlook the cats, the other cats, the Bayou Bengals of LSU. Kentucky fans, you, did you see what this man just
0: did to you? He <laughs> holds all the power here. Holds all Big the Blue power Nation.
2: Here. Chime in with your thoughts.
0: If you, if you watch the channel regularly, you'll, you'll get that. If you don't, you might not. Okay. Ole Miss – also at 9 Eastern, travels to Mississippi State. ESPN 2. I believe these teams have already played once with Ole Miss winning in Oxford and a close one. Yep. Uh, should should be a game with a lot on the line. I think – I hadn't checked bracketology. Both these teams are bu- bubble-ish teams. Probably Ole Miss more than Mississippi State. I mean – Ole yeah, Miss a, is the last team of- in. Okay, last team in. I had not checked bracketology in, in, in a few days, so there you go. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah, this will this, be a fun one, Max.
1: Yep, going to be another – about a two-possession spread, probably around 6-7 um, because the hump, man, they get, a, they get a few points on the spread for that, that home court advantage. I uh, think, yeah, um, Mississippi State has only lost one home game in conference this year, and it was that really close one against the number one team in the league, Alabama. So Mississippi State's been as stout as anyone. I mean Auburn and Alabama have been, you know, pretty close to perfect at home, except for Auburn's they just slipped up. But this Mississippi State team has been rock solid at Humphrey Coliseum as well. So it's gonna be a good one.
2: Yep, should be a good game. I think these two teams match up well with each other. Very interesting. Um, And look, there, like you said, it's kind of both teams need to win. So. Uh, that adds a lot more to a game that's already a a rivalry game, and um, yeah, I mean it was it was a really entertaining game the last time around for sure. Like that was a uh, that was a lot of fun to kind of see those two teams go at it. Ole Miss shot the three well, and that's kind of been the, the case, right? With Ole Miss, it's just they're still it, it still amazes me that they're top ten in the country in three point shooting still. Um, but like they, I, I think this is one where you know it's a little. It's a little tougher this time around going to Starkville. Like, it's just, um, you know, can you kind of carry that over? And we talked about Mississippi State at home this season. You know, they've beaten some good teams. They've beaten Auburn. They've beaten Tennessee. Uh, You know, Alabama's Alabama's the only team that's gotten them at home in SEC play. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I think this is – I don't know. It is. Like, it's not even just the rivalry thing. These are just two teams to me that, like, I feel like when they play it's going to be Wildly entertaining, which hasn't always been the case in recent years with these two. Um, But I think this has another potential. Not sure if I see it being as high-scoring as the last one. Uh, I just don't know if that's going to be the case. But it should be entertaining nonetheless.
0: All right, stylistically, there's there's two things that pop off the page here. Blake alluded to the three-point shooting. Ole Miss doesn't shoot the volume of threes that a lot of teams do. They are 190th in point distribution coming from the three-pointer, but, boy, they were efficient. They're almost 39% from three. Mississippi State is number four in the country defending the three. So th- this seems like an obvious uh, Ole Miss will be probably selective in the threes it takes. State will be very good at defending those, how that plays out, anybody's guess. And then we have this odd rebound thing that we've spoken of with, with Ole Miss all year where they cannot grab a defensive board. Uh, with the regularity that they need to be the team they kind of need to be. Then they're just mediocre on the offensive end. Mississippi State, pretty good offensive rebounding team. So, yeah, this is one of these games where there are definitely some things that that the other team can exploit uh, about the other, or one team can exploit about the other is what I meant to say.
1: Looking back at that previous matchup, there were, there was a combined 20 made threes. Between these two teams, uh, Mississippi State went eight of eighteen, forty-four percent, and Ole Miss went twelve of thirty for forty percent. I would highly doubt that these teams combined for twenty threes in this in this rematch. Also, another very skewed uh, outcome stat outcome was Mississippi State turns the ball over fifteen times and only gets four steals. Ole Miss only turns the ball over 7 times, grabs 12 steals. I I wouldn't be surprised if that's completely flipped this time around. And so there there, there was a lot of skewed stats in that first game that's like, man, I would not expect that from an, a Mississippi State all-miss game. Um so DJ Jeffries, um
2: Blake, didn't you say he was back but just like a few minutes? What did he play? I didn't play 3 minutes. I I listen, I didn't watch the full Arkansas Mississippi State game. Um I got to see most of it but yeah he only played what three minutes I think
1: yeah so uh you know if maybe he plays a little bit more maybe he's still getting worked back in who knows but Mississippi State has has really done well in his absence Uh, a lot of Sean Jones has been great um Josh Hubbard obviously will shoot a lot but he'll, he'll make a few also so I don't want to get to my pick just yet. I want to hear your take, Blake, but I, I feel pretty confident in, in a pick here. What are you thinking?
2: Me too. So let's just get to the picks. <laughs> okay, let's do it. then. Let's do it.
1: All right, I'll start. I'm, I'm looking up Mississippi
0: State at home. It's one loss. No, I'm sorry. It's lost to Southern back on December 3rd. Good, good luck explaining that one.
1: No Although Southern
0: Southern a better team than you'd think. 220 in Kempom. Not great, but not, not the 300 that shouldn't a lot of those in. No, I'm not I'm not saying they would. I'm just saying it might not be quite as bad a loss as you would think. Uh the Alabama loss, different. No, nobody plays offense like Alabama. That that could happen. I mean, th- this is just one of those where it's, it's a fairly even matchup. Mississippi State would be favored on the neutral floor. This one is in Humphrey Coliseum. Ole Miss has won on the road. Uh, let's see. They, they won at a and and that's it. That was, that was the only conference game. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to complicate it. I'm going Ole Miss. I mean, going Mississippi state. All right.
1: You heard Sorry. it. Sorry. Miss. you heard it. You, he locked it in on the road.
0: Bl- blurry. Max has got me off my game.
1: I would love, I he's would blurry just blurry One minute. He's clear the next. I would kinda love, kinda love like to pick my rebels here. Kind of like your picks, Chris. I like my picks. <laughs> So I feel super, super confident in this pick, and that's why I am going to take the opposite of it because Smart. Smart. When, I get, when I get too confident, that is when I lose. So I'll be going Ole Miss on the road here because they've only won run, one road game in conference play. Mississippi State has been near unbeatable at home. And Ole Miss does not do well with physically imposing bigs, which is exactly what Mississippi
2: State has. So for my 0 cents play, give me Ole Miss. (laughs) I think I realized that Mississippi State in SEC play is 14th out of 14 teams in turnover percentage. Hmm. They turn it over a lot. Hmm. Ole Miss, meanwhile, third defensively in that category. Hmm. So you mentioned the 15 turnovers last time, right, for Mississippi State – and I'm curious i i my interest is peaked here with this particular kind of setup, but I said I was confident about a pick, and I am I think this is you know it always kind of bounces back the other way. This was a great game the first time around. Mississippi State was right there with a the chance they're back at home uh they have obviously not looked great against Arkansas, but they've taken care of business against teams they should beat. And I think that's kind of one of those setups where it's like, all right, if you look at Mississippi State, other than the Southern game, which was way back when, right, and and I've guessed the Georgia Tech, but remember, we're two months removed from that. In SEC play, they've lost to South Carolina, Alabama, Kentucky, Florida, Ole Miss on the road, and Alabama again. So it's like th- they've kind of t- won the games you think they're going to win, right? I mean, I think that's kind of what it comes down to. And so they're going to be the favorite here. It's revenge game from three weeks ago. They're back at home. Both teams are, as we said, in must win kind of mode now. And I just, I think Mississippi State finds a way to win this one. So, give me the Bulldogs at the hump.
0: Max's camera is going back to blurry. It just nothing it's, is it's clear. Like the, nothing the, is the basketball clear. universe is trying to tell us something here. I, I agree with you. That's my interpretation, too. I, well, you, the these three games season. are
2: blurry. That's that's what I think it is. Yeah. All three of these games are very blurry in terms of – some people may think, oh, these are easy picks. These three games are like – they'll frustrate you because Vanderbilt, Georgia, good luck. LSU, Kentucky, I think way more interesting, as we said, than than some would think. Um, and then this one, rematch from a four-point game last time, rivalry game, both teams need to win to keep the NCAA tournament hopes going. This is a sneaky, maybe the most underrated slate of the season here. And, by the way, there's another game too, Alabama-Florida, which we already recorded. If you're looking for that one, it's in a separate video. So, I was just going to say – most likely to – go ahead, Max. I'm sorry.
1: I was was just going to say real quick, Chris, last time these two teams played Ole Miss-Mississippi State, you said uh, something along the lines of, I don't know when the last time these two teams have produced entertainment of this quality.
2: You knew right there it was over. I mean. (laughs) We just make
0: Blake go invisible at times. I kind of like that. Oh, my gosh.
2: (laughs) I'm back.
1: I can't believe it. Oh,
0: I think this has run its course.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For Blake Lovell,
0: for Max Barr. I'm Chris Lee. We're Southeastern 14 presented by Pedal Line. We'll see you again soon.